Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Hi, it's Richard here, your faithful announcer. We are so glad you are listening. Casting our podcast on the waters of providence, trusting we encourage growing, biblical, dynamic, soul-satisfying prayer lives which glorify God. From the pen of Martin Lloyd-Jones, prayer is beyond any question the highest activity of the human soul. Man is at his greatest and highest when upon his knees he comes face to face with God. John Owen adds, I pray God with all my heart that I may be weary of everything else but converse and communion with him. J.C. Riley adds his insight. Never, never may we forget that if we would do good to the world, our first duty is to pray. And now to our fine host, Fred. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. My name is Fred, and I am blessed to be talking about prayer. I do thank you for listening, giving us a listen. And you need to know, or I would like you to know, that daily sincere prayer is given to our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit for His use, whatever it may be, of my two little fish and my loaf. The point, obviously, is to edify God's people in prayer. To that end, we are back to our extended J.C. Ryle. We began that in our October surprise. If you want to look for those, you can find those. But we began in our, in our October surprise going through his book, A Call to Prayer. We are now in a section which we have called and, and have done a couple of episodes on Christians in reference to backsliding. And we have seen that Ryle points the finger at the main culprit being the lack of private prayer. Now, as I have witnessed in my life by experience and by watching other Christians, I would like to expand that term we think of backsliding as it pertains to grossly sinning Christians. But I also think the term can and should encompass all of us who struggle with our Christian lives as well. Being out of fellowship with God, and by that I mean the communion with God, reading and praying, the God who saved us for the express purpose of community with himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as we have talked about many times. If being out of fellowship, being out of prayer is not the most crucial cause of our struggle or our backsliding, it is one of the major causes of our troubles. And I would like to illustrate it this way before we get to Ryle. We have a tendency as human beings to to anthropomorphize almost everything in reality. But one of the things that we have discovered over the last 100 years or so is that when we make a zoo, which initially zoos were places where people went to see God's wonderful creation, his expert creation, live and in person. As we made those zoos as a species, as humanity, We created them in the most economic and sometimes the most space-efficient ways that we could. And what we found is that many of God's creatures holed up in those zoos, captive in those zoos, we would say, began to get lethargic and less healthy. So I picked for today an illustration of cheetahs. 
because God has made them marvelously, magnificently, and they were created to run and to hunt and to flee being hunted, and they are perfectly designed to do all those things, to run fast and stretch out and show their agility, show the magnificence for which they have been created and their purpose in their creation. They're marvelous to watch. When I was a kid, Mutual of Omaha was the TV show where we saw those wonderful animals in their natural environment caught on film doing exactly what they were created to do. And it is beautiful. But what we found is that when we cooped up cheetahs in small zoos, they began to be less healthy and are really less healthy. And in our humanness, many people anthropomorphize them as being sad. They weren't sad like we get sad. They have less self-consciousness than we do. But they did get sick. They became unhealthy. And what we found since then, when we started noticing those things, is that if we make a zoo with an expanded environment more closely to where they live and run and show off, if you will, God's mission for them, God's purpose for them, they stay healthier. And I think that's a great thing, not only for the creatures, but for us as well. One of these days I will share again one of my favorite stories of when my daughter was just little and we faced down a huge, majestic buffalo. But not today. But the analogy is the same. As we see their nature being fitted, in the case of a cheetah, cheetah to run and to hunt and to just wear itself out with physical activity, we analogize that to our nature, the new nature God has given us. And the longing for our new nature is to have fellowship, conversation, a true relationship with our God and Savior. And of course, as we've talked about, we'll look at it here really quickly again. God has made us. His purpose for us as children of God, as Christians, is to be conformed to the image of His Son, of Jesus Christ, as much as that is possible in this life. We find out from 1 Corinthians 5.17 Paul says there, therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, the new things have come. Ezekiel 11.19 sheds more light on the issue, saying, And I shall give them one heart, and shall put a new spirit within them. And I shall take the heart of stone out of their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh. New creatures, a new heart. And as we saw the last time, that again, our purpose is to enjoy God forever and our fellowship with Him. And we've talked about eternal life, John 17, 3, many times over the last four years. So today, I would like to focus a little on our groanings, our troubles. And that's where Ryle comes in at this point. He says this in a call to prayer. It is a miserable thing to be a backslider. Of all the unhappy things that can befall a man, I suppose it is the worst. A stranded ship, a broken-winged eagle, a garden overrun with weeds, harp without strings, a church in ruins, all these are sad sights. But a backslider is a sadder sight still. Those are kind of normal things that we are sad about. So he goes on, again quoting, A wounded conscience, a mind sick of itself, a memory full of self-reproach, 
a heart pierced through with the Lord's arrow, a spirit broken with a load of inward accusation. All this is a taste of hell. It is hell on earth. Truly that saying of the wise man is solemn and weighty. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways. And that comes from Proverbs 14.14. And in that condition, whether backslidden or struggling, our lives also echo David. When in the psalm he says, When I was silent about my sin, my body wasted away, through my groaning all day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me, my vitality was drained away as with the fever heat of summer. Selah. And then he goes on to say, as he confessed, as he drew closer to God in confession, those groanings relented. And what we will see, better news in the future, that also echoes Ryle when he says, I ask, lastly, whether you pray, because prayer is one of the best means of happiness and contentment. Now, this extended Ryle, not by any planning of mine, dovetails perfectly with our next episode on using the difficulty. We've seen one and two of that. We're going to see three next time. So as we get to our so what, you may be asking, so what? I hope it's a little bit clear. We need to consider our troubles and our sorrows, our groanings. Both James and Peter in First Peter and in the book of James tell us that we need to draw near to God in humility and he will draw near to us. As we have mentioned, we have been recreated to have that close relationship with God, experiencing experiencing His love in this life, His discipline, and the fellowship because He loves us. Our sorrows and our groanings are compounded because we do not come consistently to our Creator and Savior right now. He's our Father, and we are to pour our hearts out to Him and His promises are not only to hear, but to comfort. Paul again calls him the God of all comfort. So do you see the connection? The cheetah is not able to fulfill his destiny, the reason he was created in a small zoo, and we are not able to fulfill our destiny if we neglect our conversation with God. Again, you know I love David, and I hearken back to him in Psalm 62. My soul... Wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. On God my salvation and my glory rests. The rock of my strength, my refuge, is in God. Trust in Him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. He cannot be a refuge if we don't bring ourselves to Him in humility and in honesty and to give Him those troubles. We will look at this a little closer next time, but when you think about your groanings and you think about your sorrows, is there an off chance? It might be because you're not going to the God of all comfort to make sense, as we've seen in James before us in Romans 5 and we'll see in Hebrews 12. To have wisdom and to make sense of your life. As we fulfill His destiny for us, the reason we are created, which is close fellowship with Him, we will be happier, never perfect in this life, contented, more contented, never perfect in this life, and a more more joyful in this life. That's the so what. Your groanings are worse and heavier when you don't 
come to the God who saved you to alleviate those groanings. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. We thank you for this beautiful day, even though we do not know what condition one another are truly in. There are trials, there are tribulations, and then there is discipline from thee, because thou art conforming us to the image of your Son, and only in trials can our flaws be most evident. And only in our trials are we driven to thee in prayer, if that is not our desire to begin with. And in those trials we learn what's important to you and not to us. Holy God, forgive us when we justify ourselves and condemn others. Forgive us, we pray, and help us to forgive others as you have forgiven them. Help us to do good for our enemies because we know then we have fellowship with you because outside of that, that is not possible. Help us also to pray from our souls that not our wills, but thy will be done. And that means thy purifying fire in each of our lives as is needed. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity. We thank you that, I thank you, that the very best place ever to be in this world is at your feet, broken over our sin, crying out to thee, have mercy on me, a sinner, because then we will find mercy and the joy and the grace and the peace that mercy brings. And holy God, I thank you for all your children in this life who are learning those lessons, and I pray I would learn them more greatly, to the glory of Thee, Father, the one who saved us and planned our salvation, Son, the one who carried out and bled on our behalf so that we could be back in fellowship with Thee, and Holy Ghost, because Thou empowerest and teachest through Thy Word to the glory of Thee, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we pray this in the intimate name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Today, my beloved brethren, we do commend ourselves again to John 17, 3, and this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Let us pray for one another, that we can, in unison, no one understand the God who saved us. That is eternal life. As always, thank you for listening. We look forward to hearing from you at www.frponprayer.com or freerangeprayer at gmail.com. And for all your voiceover needs, go to richarddurrington.com or durringtonr at gmail.com. Keep your dial here for our next episode. And if you have a dial, you just might need an upgrade. For Fred and I, have yourself a prayerfully fun-filled day.